On this morning's show, we are joined by Chi Lo, Senior Market Strategist at BNP Paribas Asset Management. Good morning, Chi. Hi, morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. And we're also joined by James Wong, CEO of CathAsia Securities. Good morning, James. Good morning. So the market is seemingly desperate for some easing of interest rates, yet Jerome Powell said that we are only getting towards the end of restrictive measures. So do you guys think conditions are right for easing, or will we see rates at current levels for a while, or might there even be further rate hikes? Um, I'll start with you, Chi. Uh, Yeah, sure. Um, I think for the central banks, uh, there's not enough convincing evidence for them to move forward and shift policy towards easing from tightening or keeping interest rate high for, for a while longer. Uh, if you look at um, you know the recent macro indicators, we've got some weaknesses there. We've got still some strength there, and two important indicators that came out recently that show the conflict between uh, you know, easing and keeping interest rate high for a while longer. One is ex- inflation expectation. You know the, the survey by the Federal Reserve of Philadelphia uh, for Q3 expectation inflation expectations for the next ten years showed that, uh, in general, the Americans expect inflation to go down to 2.4% in the next 10 years. But then the University of Michigan survey on inflation expectations for the next 10 years showed that inflation expectations still running at uh, 3.4%, for the next 10 years. So this conflict is not giving the, the Fed any comfort. The other conflict is in, in the payroll, uh, payroll numbers. You know, non-farm payroll, if you look at the trend, it is still not that weak. Uh, the Fed is still hoping to, to get to see more labor market weakness to bring down inflation towards uh, 2% target. But when you look at the household survey, uh, it shows a pretty weak uh, or weakening labor market. So the conflict of these indicators, they're not new. Uh, they will be consistent when, whenever the U.S. system goes into a prolonged weakness or recession. But for the Fed, they do need some more convincing evidence uh, so that they feel comfortable that inflation is going back down to the 2% target so that they can start shifting policy towards easing. Uh, at this point, I think we are still looking at an environment of higher for longer until probably the middle of next year. Okay. And James, um, do you think the Fed will wait till it gets to 2%? Do you think they'll take other indicators, even if inflation's still slightly above 2%? What, how do you feel the Fed's going to move? And oh, do or if you believe the University of Michigan survey, do the Feds keep the rates high and then maybe even raise them going forward? Yeah, I think the the odds of raising rates is uh, uh, actually not that high at all. And uh, the uh, the Feds probably are entering a new round of jawboning. Uh, it's uh, best demonstrated by the speech of uh, Mary Daly uh, once after, right after the the CPI data, and once uh, last Wednesday. Well, the, the the speech after the CPI data, Meridali was saying that he, she was uh, extremely encouraged by how fast the CPI is going down. And last week, he she mentioned that uh, there might not be the end of a uh, rate hike cycle, and uh, there is no further discussion among the FOMC members uh, for a, a, a drop in the rates. So I think uh, the, the the other indicator that we could be looking at is the FCI index. Uh, the Fed, uh, especially uh, Jay Powell, has been 
uh, telling us that he is extremely focused on how the FCI is doing their job for uh, raising rates. So uh, we've we've seen the FCI uh, increased uh, the most this year from July to about uh, the 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 second half of July to about the uh, end of August, uh, end of uh, October. And then uh, starting from the beginning of November, when Jay Powell told us that uh, he's happy with where the FCI is doing for him, uh, we can see FCI is getting a little cocky and uh, start to, to uh, lose again. So I, I think as long as the FCI uh, is uh, loosening, uh, I think Fed is not going to... Uh, uh, let the rates go now anytime soon. One of the um, early indicators that the cycle could be starting to come to an end was actually in the housing sector. Um, and obviously we were seeing 30-year mortgage rates climb above 8%, but those have come down quite a bit since, since those peaks. And now there's actually chatter over the fact people might start going back into the market, buying new homes, does that not put some little bit of a spanner in work in the hopes of people that want some easing? Um, I'll start with you, Chile. Well, the, if you look at the housing market, uh, mortgage rates and all those developments recently, that is basically the clearest signal uh, that the economy or this sector of the economy is slowing because this sector is particularly interest rate sensitive. But others, uh, as I mentioned before, you know, labor market is still pretty tight uh, by the, uh, the Fed standard, wage growth is still way above um, uh, the, the rate consistent with 2% inflation rate uh, and so on. So the, the point, I think, for the central bank, uh, not just the Fed, but you know, BOE, uh, uh, other major central banks, is that when you get core inflation, uh, it is still way above uh, the 2% target. Uh, it is coming down, but uh, there's still some way to go towards 2%. You know, every, Everywhere is more than 3% right now. Uh, so I, I think that, that, that underscore my argument that uh, there's going to be um, a longer and uh, for, uh, higher for longer um, uh, market environment before we do see uh, some uh, policy sh- shift towards easing uh, some, sometime next year. So, so, James, let me ask you that question. Does the lowering of the longer dated yields and, like I said, the higher, I mean, and the longer dated mortgage rates, can that spur some activity in the housing sector and therefore it will justify the uh, Fed's actions to keep rates where they are? And as a, I'm not saying they will raise them, but certainly keep them where they are for much longer than people are anticipating. I don't think much longer, but not as soon, uh, because we are now we are looking at the uh, the uh, Chicago Board of Trade uh, Board of Commodities. The uh, the futures of uh, Fed fund rates indicates that some people, about forty percent of us, uh, believes there will be a recut in April or in March. But I think that's way too soon. And in terms of housing market mortgage rates, I think it's still way too high. It's about eight percent in the United States, and uh, it basically discourages anybody who now owns a house to do a remortgage, refinancing and starts to switching houses. So I think the housing market is going to be uh, kept under pressure for, for a long while. Okay. Now, let me, before we move on to the next topic, let me ask you one quick question. What happens if the Fed doesn't ease? What, how, what, how do the markets react? Um, because there is, seems to be this excitement or this hope that there will be easing as you said, April, maybe June next year. What happens if they don't? Um, I'll start with you, James, on this one. 
yeah, I, I think it's a better thing if the Fed does not ease that soon or not at all, because then we'll know there will be no uh, imminent economic uh, crisis uh, like uh, anytime soon next year. Because if Fed is to uh, cut rates by 125 bips next year, then there must be something going on that we are now haven't seen from the uh, all the lagger data. So if they do not, I think that's a better thing for the equity market. But again, if they start start to uh, cut rates by June of next year, I think the equity market is going to re- uh, be, be re- uh, rea- uh, reacting like it has been for all other uh, uh, uh depression-oriented markets, they're going to go up a little bit and then starts to uh, go down a lot after the first rate cut. And Chi? I think the market is trading mainly on noises these days. Uh, when you look at last week, uh, you know everything went up on the expectations that the industry would come down soon. But the week before, the weeks before, the months before, we've seen volatility, we've seen expectation of rate cuts come and go, we've seen fears about uh, rate hikes. This will co- continue in the short term as long as the Fed and other major central banks are not clarifying their policy position going forward, uh, which, as I mentioned earlier, that you know, from their perspective is, is what they have to do because there's no convincing evidence that inflation is coming to back down to 2% target yet. So back to your question that if the expectation changes again on, you know, uh, from uh, policy easing back to higher for longer or, or even more tightening, uh, definitely we'll see market or sell off. Uh, but the all market segments, uh, commodities, gold, uh, stocks and loans and, and things like that. And these are all market noises. Uh, what, be, what we've been talking about is based on economic fundamentals and we still believe uh, that the rate cuts uh, are still uh, too soon to expect, and in the short term, that's why we are positioning ourselves towards uh, more safety, and we are long uh, sovereign bonds, especially in the U.S., because we do expect a hybrid environment uh, to eventually slow the economy. Okay, um, we've got a couple of minutes left, so I want to just move on, and I want to actually bring it local. Um, we had John Lee over the weekend saying that Hong Kong still remains a brilliant financial centre. So do you agree with that? And do you think that we will start seeing some sort of return to activity, certainly in the financial sector and some sort of, uh, certainly on the IPA side? Um, I'll start with you, James. Yeah, we, we, are, we, we know we're brilliant. Uh, the thing is the, uh, the macroeconomic and the uh, geopolitical pressures have been taking its toll on Hong Kong. And uh, with the uh, trading volume, this thing... Uh, in the secondary market, it's been hard for primary market and for asset management to squeeze fees out of their clients. So it's it's not really our fault. And uh, I, I really hope things are starting to get better uh, probably next year. But the thing is, uh, I, I'm starting to doubt because uh, last week there was a news headline that really kind of broke me. Uh, it was uh, saying the uh, Taiwanese stock index actually were higher than uh, the Hong Kong Hansen index, and it hasn't been happening for 20 years. And it, the, the thing is, I know it's the, the comparison of all those points are, are basically meaningless without considering the market caps and without considering the trading volume. But the thing is, I, I started uh, to, to think of the, uh, the down cycle a little bit more. So for 
all the uh, developed markets, a cyclical down cycle means things are still going to go up as, at uh, some time in the future. And uh, it implies a, a round bottom or a triangular bottom. And uh, uh, it, it basically implies a mean reversion, uh, a somewhat effective mean reversion. But for now, I'm starting to think the equity market in Hong Kong is probably going to be a rectangular uh, mean reversion, meaning it probably still is going to go up sometime in the future, but it's going it's going to stay low for a longer period period than we expected before. Okay. Um, well, unfortunately, Chi, I would like to get your opinion, but I've only got ten seconds. So, can you really sum it up very, very no, quickly? No, that's all right. Uh, well, whether we are brilliant a lot is not what we say that matters. Uh, it's what other people see us. Uh, the challenge that Hong Kong has to um, take on is to wake up to the, you know, old glory days. Uh, we're not going to go back to those days. And we are feel, feeling, uh, facing a macro environment of price equalization between China and Hong Kong with all this um, opening up and everything. And price equalization means not just goods and services prices between the two places, but also asset prices. So Hong Kong is going into a transitional period that we'll have to go through some pains before we see some better things. Okay. Unfortunately, that's all we have time for.